Welcome back to the Vibrantly Gray podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Working. Here in the Vibrantly Gray community, we support older women in pursuing their big dreams. I believe that age should never be a barrier to achieving one's goals and living a meaningful life. In today's episode, I hope you will be inspired and empowered to live your life vibrantly. Starting a small business can be a daunting thing to do at any age. Entrepreneurs take risks on many levels. What if no one wants what I am offering to the world? Am I endangering my financial health? Can I handle failure? Or conversely, can I handle success? Today, I am chatting with Tracy Reynolds. Tracy is one of the brave souls who launched her business, Reynolds Spice Rubs, when she was 55 years young. So listen as Tracy recounts the journey of owning her own business. Uh I'd really like to hear more about your, I believe it's called Reynolds Spice Rub business. Can you tell me the creation story there and a little bit about what you do? Yes, I'd love to. So during the pandemic, my job uh, shifted and like many people's did. And even before that, though, I had a strong desire to do something else. What that was, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, my husband, who really got into smoking meat and was enjoying that with our youngest son, I thought, being that I love to cook, could I create rubs and do a business? Because in my previous job, was a concierge service. What we did multiple things for companies, but one of my jobs was buying retirement gifts, corporate gifts, new hire gifts. Most of these were for men, Mm -hmm. most professional men. And it was very difficult to find gifts that I would be happy to give and believe that they would be happy to receive. So there are many, many spice rub businesses out there. So I knew it had to be different. And my boys are really into bourbon. And I thought if I could take bourbon and infuse it into a salt, which I knew had been done with wine, could I come up with something different than what's out there? And as I started researching, I found out that there were bourbon spices, spice rubs, but they were artificial. So I began the process of creating recipes. And in particular, starting with, is this a concept that I could make come to fruition? Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you're talking to this Kentucky girl's heart. (laughs) I live in Bourbon County. I love it. Well, I need to come to Kentucky and share my wares with absolutely businesses down there. Continuing with my business after that, I started working on recipes once I could get that way to infuse the salt, use that as the base, worked on recipes, which took quite a while. 
And then Reynolds Spice Rubs was born. That's that's great. I think that the uh, pandemic really was an instigator for people becoming creative and what they wanted to do, right? Mm. And maybe it's because you had more time to play around and experiment with the recipes. Do you think that was a factor? I think that is a factor. Also, yeah. just time to think. Yes. Yes. It, it did slow everything down, including me as a person. And I, one of the things that I've been thinking about is really highlighting women's, uh, older women's businesses and the importance of really focusing, if it's a product-based business, mm-hmm. really focusing on the quality of the of the uh the the product and maybe the story behind it and the packaging and and all that because that really is the I think I've taken one of the things I did over over the lockdown is I took like every marketing class known to humankind (laughs) (laughs) and and I noticed that a lot of the courses really focus on marketing okay that's understandable but I couldn't really find good ones that focused on product development for small businesses. And so what were some of the things you had said something about, you you knew that there were a lot of spice rubs out on the market and you didn't want to replicate because you would just be one of the crowd, right? So you came up, you 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 did the 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 bourbon angle on it. Were there any other things that you were thinking about that it, when you were actually developing the product that would make it unique? Well, right. I started with bourbon, but I wanted to have different flavors. So I then experimented with wine. And we make some with a wine base, in particular oh. a Zinfandel wine base. Okay. Then Fresh squeezed lemons, fresh mm. squeezed limes. So those four are our base flavor, base, I should say, salts okay. that go into our eight flavors. We have two with made with bourbon, two with Zinfandel wine, two with fresh lemons, and two with fresh limes. Okay, excellent. Well, I, I think that puts you in a whole different you know, unique category right there with the unusual bases. I don't know that much about the spice rub because business because I I don't grill. No. <laughs> but I'm 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 sort of salivating here thinking about how those how the dishes that use your your products would taste. I like I like to to sample the end product. I just don't do the grilling very well. There you go. But, well. So do you do things like provide recipes for the your customers? We did start doing that. So at the very beginning, I had this idea of a good friend of ours who always wanted a YouTube channel. I said, hey, you always, and let me back up by saying he's also a good friend of my husband's. Yeah. I said, you know, you always wanted to have a YouTube channel. I said, how about doing some videos for me, for my business? And do you know how that time was, that pandemic? It seemed like I wanted something that made people laugh and was lighthearted and not political, just fun. So they started those. And then I said, um, as people were asking for recipes, could we start some recipes on YouTube? 
And Mm -hmm. we are just dipping our toe in that. We've only posted three so far. But that is something where people can go to the website and and it will link them to the YouTube videos or can go directly there. And through our social media, we'll put up recipes from time to time. Yeah. To and and ways to use the product. Right. Right. So that is an important part of the business and you want people to enjoy the, the product, but knowing, okay, how do I use this product is important. You don't want it to just sit on the shelf. Right. Well, and you want them to come back and buy more. Right. So that's the nice thing about consumables is that if you can encourage them to use it, then you're going to have repeat customers. So what was your biggest, if you had any, I don't want to assume that you did, uh, your biggest fears about starting your own business? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, first of all, would anyone want to buy this product? Yeah, that's like the quintessential fear that (laughs) small business people have. Right. And there's so many, aren't there? Because you start with, where do I begin? How in the world do I create a business from the very first part of my name? And how do I, what do I do? Do I have to go somewhere and get something done legally? I don't know. So from those very first baby steps to creating the product and you put so much time into it and the, the, manufacturing of the product, the labeling, the packaging, the selling, and right, there's so many fears of the unknown, but yes, they were, they were all there for me. And then get to the point where you're getting ready to sell it and you've, you've invested your time, your money. And then like, who am I to think like, who am I to do this? And what am I doing? Yes. Did you ever find yourself saying, why am I doing this, you know, at the age of 55, 56 years old? No, thankfully, I didn't. Good. That's music to my ears. I'm thankful for that, that I might have had other roadblocks, but that wasn't one of them. Okay. And it sounds as though your family has been supportive of you. Yes. Thankfully, my husband has been because it's like sowing and reaping, right? You, you're putting in a lot at the beginning and you're not seeing any financial reward right away. And you have no guarantee that there will be. You're hoping. So I ha- I'm very thankful that in that whole time, yes, I did have the support of Okay, we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. That makes it so much easier to go on that on that journey. So, okay, yes. so what is the answer to the question, will anybody buy this? Well, thankfully they have. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that they probably would. <laughs> okay. That that's great. Well, I I believe that you had mentioned earlier that you are trying to grow it. So yeah, talk to me about what your dreams are for the business. My dreams are big. (laughs) 
And good. I I would love to grow it substantially. I mean, I'd like it to be very big. And I'm learning the, through trial and error of what works and what doesn't work for me, my particular business. But yes, I, I'd love to see it grow and, and spread. And, I, and that might be an organic type of growth, which is fine because in a product-based business, you also have to have the space for the growth. So, you know, if it's, if it's just keeps growing organically, that's fine. So do you have any employees at this point? No. Um, my, we have family members who pitch in and I should say my, my, my daughter does handle social media. So she's like a a contracted employee, (laughs) but But, no, um, so far it's people that pitch in besides her. Okay. So very small that you're still. Getting, so do you think that you're go, get, getting to the point where you're going to need to start making some hiring decisions? I think it could be, especially if it's even contract employees of, during holiday time. Yes. That is right. a very busy time. Right. Yeah. And what I found out, because I, I reached that point about a year ago in my business and managing is a whole different skill mm-hmm. set than just running a business all by yourself. It's it's great because it means that, you know, your revenue is higher so that you, you know, you need the extra help. So that's pretty exciting. But it's also making sure that they're well-trained, that they come to work when they're supposed to, that Ooh. hired good workers. And then for me, it was just thinking about what are all of the supplies that my workers need in order to do their job? You know, ordering the labels and making sure all the ingredients were, you know, are there and the packaging and all that kind of stuff. So it's getting easier, but I have to admit, sometimes there's some days when I think maybe I should just scale this thing back. <laughs> Again. It's like when your mom says, I just let me do it by myself. Like, yes, you know, when know, you're a child, but congratulations. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Now, are you still working another job? No, I'm not. Life is so busy. And this is one of many things I'm struggling with as a small business owner and with life, with yes. having parents that we need to take care of grandchildren that are nearby. Our oldest daughter has grandchildren about 30 minutes away. We have our youngest in college. And um, so just the needs and then running my business, I find that I am pretty maxed out at the moment. Yes. Yeah. I understand that. And I think it's easier for some things, other aspects of your life to distract you when you're the boss. Right. And so nobody's going to be disappointed in you or, you know, if you don't get a particular thing done one day, you know, you're you're the one who's holding yourself accountable instead of somebody else. And it's easy. Um, I don't spend very much time at my shop because people will come in just to visit and 
I love them, but <laughs> no, I, I need to work. <laughs> I don't want to be rude, but it's also like I'm working on a deadline here. So I do most of the work, the production work at, at my farm. And then I'm only, you know, distracted by the animals. And um, then you but, have a storefront uh, as well. Yes, I've got a storefront in downtown Paris. And I also partner with other artists. We have a gallery there. And so I'm learning to delegate the overseeing of the gallery gallery to other people. And that again has been an interesting journey as well. So what are your what are your most popular sales venues? Do you go to shows? Do you have a wholesale business? In-person markets are definitely big for us right now. So we will do those in the spring, few in the summer, and then in the fall, it will pick up substantially. And we have our own website and Mm -hmm. also working on wholesale, like you had mentioned. So that is what I'm really trying to grow at the moment and have a new person that called me today with a great one thing I'm thrilled to help with. So we have a mission here and locally and they take in homeless people. And now they have a food truck that goes out into the community. And not only can you you know, go and purchase at the food truck, but they will cater events. And we are partnering with them to some degree to, they're going to use our spices in their products that they sell at the events. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I, I, that is wonderful. I'm a firm believer in putting some sort of community service outreach, you know, like what you're doing into uh, just building that into the identity of the small business. I think it's, I think it's a good, good move. So that's, that's exciting for you. Well, and to give back to my community, they have helped me so much with a food based business. I can't Mm -hmm. do this out of my home. At the very beginning, the Chamber of Commerce was at an event that I was also attending and I knew one of the employees there. And I said to her, I said, I am looking for a kitchen, maybe a restaurant kitchen that I could come in and work when they're not there. And if you know of one, would you please contact me? Let me know. Well, about 10 minutes later, she comes over with the president of our chamber of commerce and says, you need a kitchen? If the health department approves our kitchen at the chamber of commerce, oh, it's yours. That's so, great. What a gift I have been <laughs> yes. given. So we did have to make some changes, but eventually it was approved by the health department. And I now work out of the local chamber of commerce. So the community has been so good to me that that is so nice to give back. I want to give back to the community as well. Well, that was one of my questions. You know, when you start a food-based business, it's a whole different world. Mm -hmm. And I know each state has different rules and regulations and, you know, the, the commercial kitchen 
is a primary, you know, condition to, to being able to sell. So that, yes, that's great because it can be quite pricey to rent uh, commercial kitchens. That's what I've heard from other uh, product-based food, product-based businesses. Yes. Yeah. And what's really nice is that you're not sharing with the restaurant. I've been in a food-based business before and it's, you know, it's like kind of a feeling that you're infringing on their territory, you know, Mm. you're kind of the interloper there, even though you're paying, you know, for the use of their space. So it sounds like you've got a great situation going on. Yeah, I am very thankful. Yes, I do. Yes. So, so have your online sales been good? We launched online back in November. Before that, we had sold on Etsy and Mm -hmm. sold on Etsy for about a year. I don't put a lot of effort into Etsy right now, but it's there. My, our product is there. And when we started our online sales in November, yes, our sales were very good. We're really thankful for that. After the first of the year, they have tapered off and we're looking at creative marketing ways to build that back up. And especially with Father's Day, summer, yes. grilling That's season. It's, it's grilling. Now, now is your prime market that, and of course, the holidays for people buying gifts. I, I think you've got a really interesting niche that, and you're right, the gift the gift market that's geared towards men, it's just very lean. So I think it's great that uh, you are noticing that, that you, you, you saw that from your previous work and that you are going for, going for it. So do you do bundles of your products so that you, you can sell two or three different kinds of rubs together? Yes, we have gift sets and you can buy them in a gift box for four of four of them, but of okay. course we will bundle up in any number you want. Yeah. You, so they can custom make their own, own gifts. Right. Yeah. The flavors that's, that's, they, for their person. That's, that's great. Well, I wish you well on the, the wholesale. I love having wholesale accounts. I think you will really enjoy it. You know what you need to make and how much you need to make and it's just nice. Um, and one of the things with my business, through my wholesale accounts, people have purchased the candles. I have my website on the label on the bottom of the candle. And then they come back to me online to order more. So it's really helped with the word of mouth, I guess, marketing. And I also target some touristy kind of places. So you know, then when they end up back in Colorado or something, they, they know how to get another candle if they, if they want it. So I think wholesale is a really good direction for you. Thank you. Yeah. You Not have that some you need smart my advice. <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> you, you sound like you're doing fine without, you know, without me going, have you thought about this? <laughs> no, I do. I do. So you were well, kind of transition a little bit to a, another subject for you. And that is that you said that, you know, your life is really busy, that you've got some parents that you are assisting uh, in their older years, and then you've got kids. So do you want to talk a little bit? I, is that what is called the sandwich generation? 
I think you're right. I think I've heard that before. We have the privilege of having three of our parents alive and Mm -hmm. privilege of having my mother, who is a widow, live right next door. Some years ago, she added on to our home and has a beautiful apartment-like on the other side. And then we have my in-laws who are in town. And then we have our youngest is in college, who is home for this one semester. And we have four children. Our oldest lives about 30 minutes away. That is what I love about having my own business is the fact that nine to five might not work for me on some days, but you know what? I can work till 10 at night and I can have 10 in the morning to one to take someone to a doctor appointment, maybe my mother-in-law to a doctor appointment. So that is the beauty of having my own business and being able to help those that I love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a flexible work schedule. Now you do have to be careful because sometimes, you know, you mentioned working till 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes it might be midnight, (laughs) right? Or it's, uh, you know, depending (laughs) on the season, you might be up much, much later, but yes, you can adapt your schedule. And I think that's, you know, really good. So I know that you find your business to be very fulfilling, but you know, what do you do for you? Yeah, I love that because I am an extrovert, I would say, Mm. but I love alone time and I, I need it. And it is what then I think helps me to fill me up. Yes, I am able to have that alone time. And I think it's very, very important. At least for me, it is. Yes. And what do you like to do during those times? I love to walk on the trails. I just be in nature. I love to read. I mean, there's, I love to travel (laughs) that, but being as, as far as just the day to day, being outside, having that quiet time to think is very important to me. Well, it sounds like you are doing a great job of working towards a balanced life. Do you feel like your your life is lopsided in any way? I think we all do at times and it is mm-hmm. life it's ups and downs, but for the most part, I would say I do everything to keep it not being lopsided. You know, I try. Yeah, it sounds like you're very mindful about you know, you can catch it when it is feeling a little lopsided. Well, there's some hopefully yeah. right the ship. Sometimes it's outside of our control, right? Um, yes. yeah. We we can't control it. It's people that need us or events that happen that are are outside mm-hmm. of our control. But that peace is very important, even in the midst of that lopsidedness. Yes, ab- absolutely. So what is, let's talk a little bit about turning 50 and mm. you're, you, you're moving through your, your fifties. So what has been your greatest challenge since turning 50? I think kind of going back to what you said, the sandwich. Yeah. I think having 
different ends that need us. And as far when I say older parents that we want to honor and take care of well, and young ones that need love and nurture and attention and everything in between. I think that has been the biggest challenge and to do it well. Right. So how's the physical aspect going on? I, you know, yesterday I was gimping around because our, <laughs> our business is physical work, right? You know, my knees were sore yesterday and, and I've started taking a nap in the afternoon. So physically, how are you holding up with being a, a business owner? I think I could use a trip to the chiropractor. I did try to get in yesterday. <laughs> Wasn't able to, but I'm I'm going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, knowing I need to honestly make some changes. So this might seem silly and simple and not important to some people, but even thinking, okay, for my own health, what will I make it easier for me in the morning? Even uh, this isn't talking about my aches and pains at the chiropractor, but a cup of overnight oats that's already made. And yes, maybe it costs more than I should spend, but maybe if it means I'm going to start the day off in a healthier way and I don't have to think about it because I have this, 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 and this to do. Okay. It's a good investment. So thinking of those little things with my health in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stretch more before I go to bed so that maybe I will have spring in my step. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. <laughs> when I get up, you know, <laughs> I love that uh, idea. So, Do you have but, a video? <laughs> uh, 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 no, <laughs> okay. it's, it's, um, it's free form stretching. I'm not very good at, at following programs. So it's just, you know, stretching my, my neck. Cause I, I hold a lot of stress in my neck and shoulders. Every time I go to a massage therapist, they're like, you know, you don't have to carry the whole world on your shoulders, but you know, just working on my shoulders, stretching my legs again, because I think I've inherited some of the knee issues that runs in my family. And just, you know, paying attention to, I, you know, and you, and you started this part of the conversation off by saying, well, it sounds so simple and might sound a little silly. It, I really believe it's those simple things that can make a big difference over time. It's a good point. Yeah, I think you're right. And, so, um, and, and, and those overnight oats are good for you. That's what I think. And they're tasty. <laughs> and on many different levels. <laughs> but, That's right. Yeah. So what has been your greatest joy since you turned 50? I think the same thing is my greatest challenge. You turn it around. Isn't that often the way it is in life? So oh, the same absolutely. thing that it's being able to help these, our parents, being able to help our children, being able to have a flexible schedule. So the same things that can be a challenge are also a great joy. I like how you're talking about how our life experience, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? There's both the, the same things that bring us great challenges also bring us great rewards. Absolutely. And uh, that's how I think about my business too, because there's a lot of work and tears, 
sometimes, not so much anymore, but, you know, stress that's involved, but it's also creative and has allowed, have you met new people as a result of having your own business? Not as many as I would like. Okay. When you say that, are you meaning other product-based business owners? uh, That and just, you know, chatting with customers, just being in different in places that you would not have been before opening up your your business. Okay, yes, definitely in that regard I have and it's been a joy. But as mm-hmm. far as product based business owners, I would love to meet more. We're a special breed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a community. Now, does Indiana have some state programs that help uh, business, you know, product-based business owners, particularly food-based business owners in the state? Not that I have seen, but it is something, even as you're talking, I'm going to write that down because it is something I need to look into a little more. Yes. Now down here in Kentucky, they have the Kentucky Proud program, which is a state run program and for food producers and farmers. Then we also have the, and I believe Indiana has it too, um, the um, Kentucky Craft Marketing Program, which has been around for a couple of decades. And sometimes food producers are able to get involved with that. So you might want to check into that. All right. Thank you. I wrote that down. Sure. Any, any connections with, you know, will, will help, will help. So when going back to your dream of, of scaling your business, when you said that you were thinking big, are you thinking at some point having your own, I know you're working at the chamber of commerce kitchen now, but having your own space for your business? Yes, I would like that or a co-packer. I'm not sure. I'm not knowledgeable enough to know which would be the best for me in my particular situation. I'm not knowledgeable yet, but, you know, we learn as we go and um, that would be great. Yeah. You're just taking your first steps. Uh, (laughs) You just, you know, but, but it sounds like you're doing well and that, you know, what you're doing um, and, and the, you've, and that you've got a good product which I think is, you know, is core. So what is one thing you wish more women talked about when it comes to life after 50? I think about how hard life can be. I, I wish that was talked about more. I, it's our nature to talk about how good things are in our life, maybe. And we can even exaggerate it a little bit, or we talk about only the good things. And the truth is that life is hard. So not to have the perception that everything in my life is easy or good, or I have it all together, but Mm -hmm. I love real. And I do wish that was talked about more. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how much social media has influenced our, uh, I don't want to say inability, but our reticence to actually share things that are are real because what we see, what you see on on Facebook, it's all of the events that that are congratulatory, right? They're the the milestones in life. I 
don't recall very many posts where someone's just really saying, you know, life kind of sucks right now. And these are the reasons why. So I think that maybe not being authentic and vulnerable might be baked into our current culture. What do you think about that? I absolutely agree with that. And I think maybe it's always been there. It's escalated though with social media. Mm -hmm. So you feel like it's not just my small group of friends who feel this way or their lives are like this, this way, I should say it's thousands of women have it together. Thousands of women have perfect lives. Well, uh, yes. I mean, you know, it, it took a long time for me to really become close friends with other women because, you know, my younger life, women can be really, really harsh with one another. And I think that leads to a sense of you don't want to talk about anything in your life that might be shameful, you know, uh, because you're kind of opening yourself up for criticism. Very good point. Yeah. And so I think I became very protective, you know, around other women about not sharing, you know, some of the stuff that I was going to going through because I was afraid of being shamed. Um, So, you know, I know that there are now younger women who are talking more about, you know, the difficulties of being a mother, you know, postpartum depression. I mean, it seems like some of the topics are, are starting to open up a little bit, but like menopause is not really talked about all that much. I'm trying to think of what gets talked about in, in the realm of older women or doesn't get talked about. That's right. Maybe I'm just brainstorming here. Right. No, I think those are great. And you made a good point just a while ago. When you know that if you do share your authentic self and you know how it's going to be received because of past experiences, Mm -hmm. well, you're right. That does make a difference. And that is then understandable for the person who's like, I'm not going to share again. Right. Because right. who wants to go through that response? Yeah. It's hurtful, particularly when it's from people you love, right. Or that you've yes. known for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm hoping part of the reason for this podcast is, you know, the opening and the opportunity to talk in a real way about the aging process and what it feels like. And, you know, aside from the stereotypes uh, of aging and what it's like to be really excited about a, a dream, such as as your business dream, right? Also, what it's like to lose a parent or how exhausting it can be to be taking care of a parent. So it's, you know, and I, I know that you say that that your mom doesn't um, require that much from you now, but there's still the mental weight of being responsible for another person. You're right. That is a real thing. And you love them and you want the best for them. And so sometimes what I think is the best and what is actually the best might, or what she thinks is the best are two different things. Yes. Yes. So I'm learning to 
hopefully do it better than each day than the day before. Yeah. Well, that's all, that's all we can do now. How, how old is your mother now? 80. And she is in amazing shape. She is, she was out planting some flowers this morning in her pots. So she really does well. Great. That, that, now, did you say that she was still driving? She does. Yes. That's, that's fabulous. I, I love that. Um, and I'm sure that it gives her a, a feeling of independence as well. So it's not only helpful to you, but it also, you know, gives her that, that feeling of having a little control in her life. Right. That's important. I'm thankful that she can do that for herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And may, it, and may she stay well for a long, a long, long time. Oh, thank you, Kathy. So what piece of advice do you have for our listeners about starting a business or, you know, managing lots of family commit commitments or just aging in general? Well, I like the title of your podcast, first of all. Let me just say that. Vibrantly great. It came it came to me in the shower one morning. It's where I do my best thinking. <laughs> you did a great job. So I thought about your the title of your podcast and I thought vibrant living and a vibrant mm-hmm. learner go hand in hand, I think. So thinking of advice, I thought there's a book. It's called Everything is figure outable. I have not read this book, but it is on my list to read. But um, I I've heard of this. Yes. Everything oh. is, I'm writing it down so I can provide a link to it uh, in the show notes. So this book, even though I have not read it yet and it's on my list to read, the title alone has been great advice to me and something oh, yes. that I am now passing on to others. When they're like, I don't know how to garden. I don't know how yep. to oil paint. I don't know. Wow. Everything is figure outable. And I don't care if you're 12 or you're 55, it's figure outable. Yes. And if you have the initial desire to, and I like what you were saying in terms of being a learner, if you are stay curious and willing to learn throughout your life, I think that's a huge gift to yourself and, and, you know, and to the world. So yes, everything is, is figure outable. The name, I know the name of the author and I can't think of it right now, but we will put it in the show notes. Great. And it will be on both of our lists to read, right? Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to check that. I think it's by a woman who's a business coach. I think that's how it came across my rate, my radar. So I will, I'll have to do my homework. Uh, afterwards. And then we can read the book and, and share our insights with each other. That's right. Yeah. So my piece of advice is her piece of advice. Yes. Everything is figure outable. I love it. Mm. It's, it's really good. Really good. Well, as we've talked about, I have a candle company. And so I'd like to ask my guest a couple of questions about scent. Okay. Ooh. So as we go back into through your through your life, I, I I believe that scent is really important in our lives. And so, what is your favorite scent memory? 
Oh, I love this question because I love scent and I believe what you're saying. I used to live in Nevada and lived near Lake Tahoe. And can a place have a scent? I believe it does. Mm -hmm. So when I went back there, I don't know, 20 years ago, the smell of it was so wonderful and smelled of nature and youth that I would say off the top of my head, that is it. And then going to my grandmother's house, there was nothing like walking into her home because I didn't live near her. So it wasn't like I went in every day and I would smell the same smell, but walking into her house every few months. Oh, I love that memory. Yeah. Can you identify any of the specific scents that you smelled? Clean. That's Mm -hmm. (laughs) she this tiny house wasn't big and it just always smelled like she was doing laundry or something. It was, I can't even tell you the exact scent. I can't even tell you the laundry detergent. It just, but you always had the smell of grandma's house. Okay. So let's bring it forward. If you were to describe your life currently through scent, what scent would you you say would describes your life currently the best? Citrus, I would say. If that's what you're meaning, like something that everyone would know what it smells like. Citrus, from an aromatherapy uh, point of view, is um, relaxing, but it's also cheerful. And you you strike me as a very positive person. So I think citrus is great. And you, you're using lime and lemon in your products. It's a full circle moment. <laughs> it's a full circle <laughs> moment. So it sounds like you, uh, you chose a very nice scent. Very nice <laughs> scent. Well, I've really enjoyed it. I don't want to take up your whole afternoon, though I think we probably could talk for a long time about our respective businesses and sharing insights. Is there anything that you want to add to what we've talked about that I didn't ask about? Just remember everything is figure outable. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you did, please join our community on Facebook. There you will find reading suggestions, meaningful dialogue, and additional stories of women who are going big. The link is posted in the show notes. As Betty Friedan said, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity. So let's do it together.